0: You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome to episode 19 of The Lightwalker's Path. This one is all about spirit on the go. I am your host, Serena Myers, and I'm scheduling this episode to air the day before the first two-week vacation I have taken since starting my business. And this has been uh, a travel-heavy year. This year and last year were both quite travel-heavy, and I had to find different ways that I could kind of make spirit portable so it was something that I could take with me, not just So that I could meditate somewhere, but that I had different tools that I could work with that would help me feel really connected to my heart and to the divine. And so that's what this episode is all about. So I'm going to give you some of my tips and tricks of what it is that I do to help manage my energy when I'm on the road. And I would also really love to hear from you. So if you don't know already, there is a Facebook community called The Light Walker's Path, same name as this podcast. And I would love for you to jump in and join the conversation there and let me know what things you do to take spirit with you when you are on the road, particularly when it's for work. I feel like that kind of needs that extra layer of protection. Okay, so with that little preamble, let's just dive in. The first thing that I like to bring with me assuming that I've got room in my suitcase is a traveling altar. It's not super big and drawn out. It has a handful of crystals that will be there that will be specific to uh, whatever energy it is that I'm wanting to cultivate on that outing and on that trip. Um, I also have these little pocket deities. So for me, the divine mother and the divine father, the energies that I work with are green Tara and Ganesh. So I have little itty bitty green Taras and Ganeshes and I bring them with me whenever I travel. I also have this beautiful little uh, resin heart that has some angel wings in it so it kind of keeps me tuned into my angels and those three things so those two little statues and that resin heart are actually super durable as well so I'm not worried about them getting knocked around so much um, when I'm checking my bag for instance underneath the plane. So traveling altar, again, it doesn't have to be anything too crazy. Sometimes I get really elaborate, especially if it's a road trip rather than a plane trip. And I'll set up like a full crystal grid and a whole bunch of other things. And I've actually shown this in some of my Facebook lives um, on both my business page and in my Facebook groups. um, Well, I'll kind of give like a behind the scenes tour of, hey, this is what I've got going on. So it doesn't have to be big and elaborate like that, where you're actually setting up a whole grid and everything. It can be just a couple of intentional pieces that you take with you to kind of keep you in your heart center. Okay, oh, sorry, one more note on that. If you are working with um, different Oracle decks that have iconography that really resonate for you, you can actually use these as visual cues and put them on your altar as well, which also gives you the benefit of being able to bring your cards with you and give them kind of double duty. But I do this a lot of the time when I'm working with uh, Kyle Gray's Keepers of the Light Oracle, because there is a Ganesh there, there is a Green Tara there. and other energies that I might be working with uh, angelic and otherwise I'll be able to pull those cards out and just kind of keep them there as visual representations of the energies that I'm calling in and inviting into the space and the support that I need for that journey okay crystals are a really big thing that I use in my journey as well so I have kind of two sneaky ways that I do them some of them will be um physical crystals that I'll either carry with me or that I will place on my altar. But the other one, and this is so sneaky, um, and this is wonderful as well if you work a corporate job and you're trying to find ways to balance the energy in your office, is you wear them. I can't tell you how much jewelry I own, whether it's my mala beads, whether it's just like a simple necklace, whether it's some of my rings that are energies that I really need to work with. So if you've ever seen me speak on stage or on video, you might notice that often I have a blue ring on my hand. That is a beautiful Larimar stone, and I use that to keep my throat chakra nice and open and loose so that I'm speaking my truth and I'm articulating myself in the way that I intend. Uh, I used to struggle with anxiety. I still do a little bit, depending on what the the environment is. And I have um, black tourmaline and hematite bracelets that I will wear that help me feel really guarded and protected. And um, sometimes I just need to remember to stay in my heart because it's so easy for me because of social anxiety in particular, where I get a little bit lost in my head. And so I'll work with rose quartz and you can see how there's all these you know, every stone has its own energy and its own medicine. So you can sort of prescribe yourself the sort of energy that you want to call in and you can keep those stones tumbled and in your pocket. A lot of women I know will stick them directly in their bras, or you can buy jewelry with those stones and help um, just infuse your own energetic field with the support that those crystals provide over the last year or so i have been working with a beautiful line of products called orosoma and in particular i really resonate with their pomanders. so there's two color energies that i have been working with um, in the orosoma line that have been super beneficial so if you're not familiar with orosoma they are a blend of crystal energy color therapy and essential oils um, and some of the lines are also aligned to energy of different teachers and ascended masters and angels so they are powerhouse bottles and they pack a punch let me tell you So in the color realm, which is the palmander line, they're just these little tiny squeezy bottles of liquid that are different colors, and um, you can put them in your hands, rub them together, smell them, waft them through your field, and they each have their own frequency and sort of vibrational medicine. So the two that I work with the most are white, which is one that is going to be really purifying really clearing really healing and it's very protective as well and yellow which is super energizing. It's around community and community building. Um, The first time I ever encountered the yellow bottle, I was having a really low energy, really sad day. I was really tired and hadn't slept well. And it was a gift for my birthday. And as soon as I smelled it, I perked up as though I'd had like a million cups of coffee except without any of the jitters. So those are the two that I have been working with lately that have really helped to keep me feeling safe and energized. Energized is so big for me with travel, particularly if I'm crossing bunch of time zones and so these are the kinds of things that I need to be able to help support the vessel so that I can get my magic and message out into the world music now I know not everybody is a music person however I am and a lot of people I know are and it's so amazing how the frequency of what it is that we are listening to will affect our mood it's crazy Um, I'm working on a book right now that's all about anger and I have a playlist that is set up to really tap me into it's not like adrenaline high angry music but it's music that is from an era in my life where I really struggled with anger so I use that to be able to create from that space and the same can go from supporting yourself so uh, if you don't know I actually have a public Spotify profile you can look it up under my name Serena Myers And I have a whole bunch of playlists there. Some of them are related to my soul song quiz. Some of them are just heart journey work or um, music that I use in ceremonies. And everything is there and publicly available. And they have all been carefully curated. This is music that I sit down and work to. It's music that I travel with. It is music that I use to keep me out of my head and into my heart. There are often times where it might be a chant that is of a specific... Um, energy or frequency, and I will literally put that one song on repeat until I have processed whatever it is that I'm doing. And they tend to be longer songs, spiritual music, for some reason, is often longer tracks. So that's actually really helpful, too. But whether you're using somebody else's playlist that they've curated, and again, you can come and borrow mine, I really don't mind. Um, Or if you're taking the time and the space to really carefully curate your own, it's so good to have Music that just fills your cup that feels really good, and of course, like if it's an app like Spotify, you can take that with you anywhere. You can download playlists to your phone, so even when you've got your phone on airplane mode on the plane, you can be listening to these beautiful heart centered chants to really just keep you grounded and filled with love. So, use music, use it in a way that is going to support you and enrich you and make things feel really guided and held and lovely. And then the last thing I want to touch on, and again, there's a bajillion things in the world that different people can do to take spirit on the go. However, these are just some of my tools aside from like meditation and prayer. And the last one is essential oils. Now, this is a hot topic for a lot of people and I know that everyone has different feelings about essential oils. So I'm not gonna get into like my soapbox about it because I have got some pretty strong opinions. However, I will tell you a couple that I really like to work with that help me to feel, um, again, really just connected in my heart and tuned in. And the first one is rose oil. And rose oil is hella expensive. Let's just say that right from the get-go. And what I love about it is that because you can, if you're trying to save some money, you can actually get it in a 5% dilution, which means it's been cut with another oil. And that means it's also super safe to be able to apply to your skin i like to apply personally rose quartz right on my heart center there is something about the smell of rose that just really pulls me in and helps me tap into the divine feminine and into love and into self-love and so rose is probably my absolute favorite oil for this purpose Now, if I know that it's something where I might be struggling with anxiety or where it might be a little bit more energetic, energetically demanding, I know that I need to feel really grounded. And for me, that's really woody oils in particular, sandalwood and rosewood are the two that I love the most. But you can kind of experiment and see which ones feel really good for you. Um, Cedarwood is actually another one as well that feels really nice. And so again, you don't want to be applying these topically to your skin if they have not been diluted, but you can make your own little blends. And a lot of times you'll find um, different essential oil companies will come up with blends that are for these particular purposes so doTERRA has a blend called whisper that is really about kind of feminine energy and hormone management and it smells really beautiful and keeps me in my heart i know that sage uh, has a really lovely one called gratitude that also keeps me really tuned in Um, And then two other lines that I absolutely love, and I don't know if they do blends themselves, but I do think that they're really brilliant and good quality oils are Neil's Yard Remedy and Aqua Oleum. So those two are lines that are based in the UK and they are brilliant essential oils. I highly recommend them. Okay, so that's kind of the quick and dirty about the things that I do to be able to take spirit with me. um, And... You know, I'm constantly talking to the angels. I'm constantly giving gratitude, particularly when I have close calls, like when I'm running late for things or when I can't find my gate and all those kinds of things that make travel really stressful. Uh, But these are the things that I do to just help me keep that keep that cup filled, keep tuned in. Because if we have like part time spirituality, if we only do it when we're at home and we're not doing it when we're on the road. It's such a shakeup to our routine and we do so much better when we have consistency and spirit shows up for us when we show up for it. Like there really is a symbiotic relationship that has to happen there. And so these are just different ways that I'm able to kind of take it with me. And they're not the same ways for everybody. You're going to have your own things, of course. And I highly recommend that you experiment and try if you don't have things that you already have established in place. And, you know, it's almost like your diet. You're like, eh, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to work out and I'm going to eat junk food because I'm traveling you can do that but you know I really do encourage you to find different ways to incorporate your spirituality into even your travel life so that that is completely consistent and so even though I'm going to be on vacation these episodes are going to continue to drop we have new ones that happen every week here on the light walkers path and so we'll be seeing you again next week with a beautiful interview from our fall interview series. Okay, until then, I hope you're having a beautiful day and we'll talk to you next time.